everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey everybody, welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. This is our penultimate show from this studio. This is it. We're moving to new studios next show. And we have a great last show here. We've got chefs, chefs, more chefs, and a children's book room. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. But anyways, we're doing it. Um, it's going to be a great show. In You know about his great uh, uh, restaurant in Shaw, Kirasan. Uh, but Tim Ma has a new place to add to it. It's called America Sun in the... Still relatively new Eaton Hotel. Very new. And very Tim's new. in. He's going to tell us about the, the rest. Tim is like, it's all new. It's very new. It's so new. How, how new is it? And an old friend of mine, Art Ahrens, is an award-winning writer, producer, and director. His first children's book is called Sweet Potato Pete. It's so cute. And the Green Garden Gang. It's all about kids eating their vegetables and liking them. So mm-hmm. that's closely enough related to good. the food theme <laughs> of this show. Chinese New Year's around the corner, and the source is one of uh, D.C.'s great go-to restaurants for Chinese New Year celebrations. So the restaurant's uh, chef, Russell Smith, is going to be on the phone with us, and uh, Assistant General Manager and Beverage Director <laughs> Drew Brandwine, Amy Brandwine, Brandwine's brother-in-law. Blah, blah, blah. Try blah, that blah, again. Blah. That was easy for me to say. <laughs> he's in, but he's going to tell us what they have planned for Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. Last October, uh, Neighborhood Restaurant Group's Evening Star Cafe welcomed a new executive chef, Jonathan Till, and he has taken a new a new take, taken a take on their menu. He's going to tell us all about that. And Lance Mayan is the new executive chef mm-hmm. and drink lead enthusiast. Hmm. Yeah. An enthusiastic drinker at the Canopy by Hilton, Washington, D.C. and Bethesda. And uh, it was just named Best Hotel in 2019 by the readers of Bethesda Magazine. So that ain't bad. And Chef Mayan is in here. He's uh, He runs all the food and drink operations. And he's already mixing up stuff that's going to make stuff it going on over necessary there. to call an Uber to get home. Okay. But first, we've got our friend Mitch Berliner from Central Farm Markets on the phone. Are you there, Mitch? I am indeed. Howdy. Hi, Mitch. How are you, man? How are you? So what should we look forward to at the markets today? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Super Bowl weekend, and uh, once okay. again, the Redskins are not in it. But anyway. <laughs> the Redskins are never in it. And they're never yeah, they're... going to be. Sorry. We're not yeah. even supposed to say that name. Just so you know. As long as Dan Snyder owns that team, they're never going to win. He's an omen. Well, there goes that sponsorship. Yep. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Nice, nice going. Well done. Well, yeah, well done. Well, I know. That deal was in the making, and you know, I just it, ruined it, it. It, it. In her beats the heart of a true marketer. I can say that. All right. So what's going on in your markets? Well, it's Super Bowl headquarters. So mm-hmm. come on down. There's still plenty of time. We've got every single type of meat for your tailgate party and poultry. We've got all kinds of dips. We've got... Well, what kind of dips? Like, when you say dips, like, what are we talking about? Um, Like the people that shop there? No. Yeah. um, No. We have Zaynus. They make about six different kinds of hummus and a (laughs) delicious roast eggplant baba ganoush. Mm. It's really, really excellent. It's really among the best hummus that I've ever had, like a prepackaged product. Just take it home. And cut up some Persian cucumbers from the market instead of using chips. And you got a really, really healthy. That's a great idea. Chip, right. And then 
of course, we've got meat crafters with their 14 kinds of salamis, duck breast, prosciutto, for a nice charcuterie. Wait, can we also mention the skinny salamis, which are so good? You know they're my favorite. Yeah, skinny salami is the only meat snack uh, that's actually a, a salami in the United States, mm-hmm. and uh, you can buy that at many stores. And, it's like uh, it's like crack. It's bars. so good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. And then, of course, with the uh, charcuterie board, we've got a great selection of cheeses from Stony Man, cow, um, goat, and sheep, and and various mixtures thereof. And don't forget dessert. I sent you guys some pictures if you wanted to post them. We've got uh, patisserie poupon. It's just making some fantastic desserts. We have hot soup. Um, well, you got to heat it, but we've got some terrific soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not really hot. Let's, you know, we believe in truth in advertising. But um, you can buy some great soups and heat it up at home and serve it during the week. Right. Like, that's a great thing to put in your fridge. For like a last night, uh, last minute supper during the week, yeah. don't you think? Oh, it's fantastic! I mean, um, this, we call it a soup queen. She's been at the Bethesda market for like all ten years, and her soups are all made from scratch with local ingredients, and they're really terrific. All right, uh, and it sounds to me like you're still ball. tired from being at the French Embassy last week. <laughs> right, I've got a little baby cold. All right, um, so you know, but. Well, we yeah. got we got a roll. We got a roll. Uh, make sure you tell everybody where the markets are that they can go right, and so get their Super Bowl stuff. Absolutely, Super Bowl, there's still time, folks. Come on down for your Super Bowl headquarters at Mosaic Central Farm Market in the Mosaic District <clears throat> in Fairfax, Virginia, and in downtown Bethesda on the Bethesda Elementary School parking lot. And awesome. learn all about it from all right, man. centralfarmmarkets.com. Thanks, Take man. Take care of your cold. Yes, all right. please. Okay, will do. I'm having hot soup, but I got to eat. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, bye. All bye, right, man. Chef Mion. Tell us. Mayan. A- Mayan. Sorry. Mayan. And he's a Hill and Hardy fellow well met. I, I what does plumbed, that even mean? I plumbed his depths out there in the green okay. room, and he's... He that thinks he's the wrong. comedian on the show. Everything he's about not. that sounds wrong. You're not going to be the side man. All right, okay. you can be the side man. All okay, right. you have to stand in front so of the mic or else nobody us, is going to tell hear us you. Us a little, you can even lift that mic up. And you should so lift it up as face. well. No, no, yes. lift. Like, lift. So it, there, there you go. go. See it. what's going on here? Very nice. There you go. Well, okay. All right, so tell us about you and how you got to the canopy. Well, I've been a chef for about 25 years. Starwood employee for many years, most of those 17 years, in fact. I was with Weston for the majority of that time, St. Regis as a food and beverage director. Hmm. Uh, worked at the White House under Walter Scheib as a contract chef for we about know, eight well, years. We had Walter on the show we many, did. many, yep. many years ago. Yeah. He'll be missed. Um, went to healthcare after Starwood essentially um, was bought out by Marriott. So I tried that for a uh, change in life and uh, was a chef for Georgetown University Hospital. Hmm. And then um, we lost, there's more contract disputes with that. So that was also going to be up in the air. And uh, I found Canopy. So uh, now I'm a Hilton employee, or actually PM Hotel Group employee, but uh, Hilton Umbrella is a Canopy Falls under. So Well, Canopy is an, uh, a relatively new concept from yes. Hilton. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, canopy, as it implies by the name, it covers you entirely. Mm-hmm. Okay, So uh, it's a boutique hotel. Um, I kind of call it W-Light a little bit. Uh, it's got okay. very chic uh, 
environment. You walk into our Kennedy Center. Yeah, but Central. W like like the, the W to me always like I think of like the W as being like Miami ish. Like yes. Canopy is a little more raw wood. Yes. You guys have. I, yep. My parents stayed at the at your property when they were in town. Right. It's a lovely a lovely property. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's the very rooms comfortable. Are a different. So they're not yes. your standard room. You know, the floors are concrete. They have mm-hmm. throw rugs on them. Uh, the showers and you know they're very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot focuses on the Canopy Central, which is the restaurant where I was explaining to Debbie, or I think maybe Art. You walk into uh, you have to Canopy stand in front Central. of the mic, dude, or nobody's going to hear you. You walk into Canopy Central, and you don't realize you're in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a very open environment, very inviting. Uh, we get a lot of office people or group people who come in just to do business and uh, conduct their business out of it. So we get you know everybody seems to have access to the Wi-Fi and. And they uh, your feel parents very comfortable. stayed there, didn't they? They yeah, liked it. I just it, said right? that. Oh, yeah, I but literally I mean, just said that. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Okay. Uh, well, that? Anyway, you know, I was right, thinking about the, the booze that's behind what's me. What's the first cocktail that you're going to make? <laughs> what are you making first? The first cocktail is called the sparkling Italian. <laughs> okay, great. So this is going to be on our happy hour menu coming up very soon in a couple of weeks, and it is made with Chinar, uh, which is a Moro. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Knob Creek to keep the bourbon as uh, component. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit juice, lemon juice, simple syrup, topped off by seltzer. Excellent. So we have one made here. Great. Well, while you're making them, pass them out when you're done, and we'll get to our next guest. Here we go, folks. And our next guest is the famous, the fabulous, the effervescent... Tim Ma. Tim Ma. The overworked Tim Ma. (laughs) Tim Ma. That's That's the best description. So let's talk a little bit about, before we get into Kurasan and and the new place, about you and how you you ended up where you are, man. Um, I've only been cooking for about 10 years, but, you know, I... I'm the classic, you look it. Yeah, I'm the classic career changer. So I'm probably the oldest, youngest chef in DC. But um, I worked in engineering and government contracting for a long time, and then threw it all away to uh, go to New York and try and be a cook. And and now I fell into being a chef. Bought my first restaurant off off Craigslist, which you can buy anything off of. <laughs> um, and here I am. Wait, what was that? Tell us about that. Was that was out in Virginia, right? Yeah, that was Maple Ave. So I remember. Yeah, I was trying to find a restaurant, and I didn't know anything about restaurants. And so I went mm. on to Craigslist and literally found a restaurant on Craigslist and paid them I with think we had you card. and your wife in here, yeah. like right when you guys opened How that. How much did it cost you to buy your first restaurant? It wasn't much. Enough that you can buy it on a credit card. How's that? Okay. Not yeah. my credit card. It, it shows it like that. Did they too. have restaurants for 84 cents? Okay. <laughs> so you evolved, right? You go, you open in downtown D.C. in the Shaw District. You open up Curacao. Yeah, I kept bouncing towards the uh, towards the district and then ended up in Shaw about um, three years ago in 2016. Mm-hmm. Oh. And how did you wind up at the hotel? Um, so uh, Curacao was, you know, uh, a great success. And as part of that... The Restaurant Association took uh, me, like me by myself, but then like the Schlau group and then the Kava group. Right. And, like we were the three representations of D.C. to South by Southwest. Sure. Uh, so in 2017, while I was down there, we were speaking on a panel and there was a representative from the hotel down there. And mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to open a hotel in D.C. Um, and how do we find you? And like I was, you know, a single like restaurateur by myself. I had no team with me. They even have a business card, so I was just like, "Hey, like, if you guys really want to find me, you'll find me." Mm-hmm. I'm in Shaw. Uh, my name's Tim Ma, and that sounds like some of the women I met before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. Um, and then they showed up really one day at the restaurant, one meal, cooked one meal for them. Met um, Catherine Lowe, the president, Tanner Campbell, the head of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, and a week later, uh, they were just like, "Do you want to do it?" I was like, "What do you ask me to do?" 
and they're like right because what they're asking what you're actually executing your career sounds like falling off a horse mostly right (laughs) no but what you're executing at the hotel Eaton right is there are how many concepts there are like we are in charge of seven food and beverage concepts okay so so what are all seven so we have um Two coffee shops. Uh, Kintsugi is one of them. The other sits in a co-working um, unit that we have. Right. Uh, Wild Days, which is a rooftop bar. Um, really, it's kind of a club on the weekend, which is amazing. Okay. Um, Allegory, Don't say it like it's a secret, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Allegory, um, the little cocktail bar that's uh, kind of hidden in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cater and Events, which is a huge operation. And then um, Room Service, which is... Right. Just a different beast. But so with American Sun. Oh, and American Sun. Yeah, right. That, that, Hello. That I was thing. like, you kind of forgot yeah. like the big part. Yeah. Um, talk about the restaurant there. Um, so American Sun was actually the first concept that we we nailed down a year and a half ago. Um, it, it actually comes from just like a story like in my childhood when um, I was born in Arkansas and Asian American in Arkansas. There wasn't um, the friendliest people to me in oh, the, in the 70s. Uh, to the point that like bricks were coming through our window and, and things like that. Oh my god! And so when I was five, my um, wrapped with a note that said, "We really love." Yeah, you. they were uh-huh. like, "Love you." This welcome is to love. the neighborhood. That's <laughs> um, and so uh, we experienced things like that. And so when I was five, and my parents put me into um, American school, um, they did this subconscious thing where they started to raise me and my sister um, very American, thinking that if we spoke the language, we didn't have an accent. Blah blah blah. We can get over the look, and at least we fit in, and we don't experience things like that. Um, fast forward to when I was a teenager. I was at a Chinese New Year party, and uh, this stood out in my memory. My mom introduced me um, to all the Chinese people as, this is my American son, Timmy. Wow. And, you know, when I told that story um, in the lengthier version of it um, to the president of the hotel, she was like, that's what you should name the restaurant. Like, everything in this hotel has a very strong point of view. We want that kind of point of view in the restaurant. That's an amazing, that's, that's a very powerful story. story. Yeah, right, we're going to have to take crazy. a quick break. When well, we come back. lucky you weren't Jewish, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to chef chef owner Tim Maul, who's got Kirasan, and now he's got American Sun and uh, a bunch of other stuff in the new Eaton Hotel. So Seven let's concepts. Do, yeah, let's talk yeah. about the menu at American Sun. Because um, it's a big space. It's a, it's For, a huge restaurant. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. big. So it's completely different from all, all the other independent restaurants that I that I ran. Well, how so, many rooms are in the hotel, first of all? 209 rooms. So, so mm-hmm. they're expecting that crowd plus a local crowd. Yeah, and really it's more of a local crowd that, that we cater towards, and that's kind of why they brought me onto the project um, rather than just doing a normal But don't you think that's what restaurant? most of the hotels, I mean, there's like this explosion of hotels that's what they want. that yeah. have been opening up in the D.C. area. I mean, Canopy has opened down at the Wharf, and right. then, I mean, and Pike and Rose, but then you've got um, Moxie's right around the corner from you. Right. you got the new other Hilton, what's it called, the Conrad, yeah. but everybody's putting in restaurants, and they're not restaurants for the hotel they're restaurants for the community yeah they're saying that restaurants that have a point of view or and driving food and beverage in that respect fills rooms Mm -hmm. and and that's just that's just how it is and it's it's a great thing you know you get these interesting restaurants in uh the comfort of a hotel uh, and the security of hotel money right um i don't know you tell us (laughs) so but uh, so the the main drove here in a spaceship (laughs) things must be good Um, but yeah, so the menu, uh, we, we've taken essentially American cuisine and mm-hmm. we've done it. Uh, so Kirasan is Chinese French where we took Chinese cuisine, 
ripped it apart and reassembled it with French technique. We've kind of done the same thing, but with a broader point of view and in the sense like American cuisine is kind of a melting pot of all cuisines. Mm -hmm. So we're taking that and deconstructing it and, and then kind of reassembling bits and pieces uh, with the, the techniques that we have on our team. And you guys are doing breakfast, lunch and dinner there? <laughs> Five services, actually. So, Do tell. What's that mean? So we run um, most hours of the day. We do breakfast, lunch, dinner. We do brunch on the weekends. Mm -hmm. We do um, late night. Uh, so we have like a late night concept where um, like we rip apart everything else and we do like this kind of um, kitschy Asian street food uh, concept. So like if people are going to, th I mean, obviously if you're going out, yeah. it's a great place to go late night for how food. How late is late night? Yeah, how, how late, late is late night? 1 a.m.? That's pretty good because, you know, post theater, yeah. there is not a lot of dining to be had. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was the whole concept was like, hey, let's, you know, capture some of this. That's because really good to know because we were scrambling the other night after the Kennedy Center trying to figure out where to run in, you know, where the kitchen was still open. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's that's who we're catering towards. We're catering towards you, too. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> no. you're catering towards people who are like out, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then well, want to eat within while they're still going Within out, the hotel, out, out. too. Right, so right. You know, we keep everybody people. in this space. Right, exactly. All right. So let's make sure everybody knows how to find the Eaton Hotel, American Sun, and Kurasan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Eaton Hotel, uh, American Sun within Eaton Hotel at 1201 K Street, um, Northwest. And Kirasan uh, in the Shaw District at 1924 8th Street Northwest. Excellent. Thanks, Today, Washington, Tim. tomorrow's the world. Something yeah. like that. He's like, I think I'm good with these. I'm going back to Virginia. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm done. This is good. So, <laughs> okay. Chef Lance. Yes. This is a pretty good drink. It is. It's nice. really lovely. Super light. Not very strong. Well, but it sneaks but it's up good. on you, doesn't it? It will. That's a, oh, great. Yeah. That's a, I'll, I'll notice so, that when I'm what was home. it about designing the cocktail menu that was such a priority to you? Well, the cocktail menu in itself is is already in existence. I've just kind of tweaked it. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest change is going to come to our wine menu. Okay. Uh, which, again, it's still wines by the glass. We're we're not truly a wine focused uh, restaurant. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to be your thirty dollar glasses or anything even remotely close to that. Mm -hmm. So we keep the price range within ten to fourteen dollars. Um, the biggest change was essentially the varietals. We didn't have a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. These types of varietals. We had a lot of Cabernet. We had a lot of Pinot Gris, Pinot Grigio. Um, <clears throat> we had like three Pinot Noirs. So I've kind of spared that down to like one of each varietal, essentially, maybe a couple of cabs. Mm -hmm. But I've added a Malbec. We have we have a Chenin Blanc, a uh, Sancerre. Um, That's what so I'm I was trying to hit some different points of the globe. Right. And um, also keeping. Keeping it as a wines by the glass program, so these are very ready to drink wines. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing really needs to be cellared, and they're very approachable. So um, it's funny we're talking about that, but I was going to offer the hot chocolate next, so I can do the wine. You can do whatever you okay. want. Okay, <laughs> we won't judge. Um, and all the, one of the things I want to point out too is we actually are going to start, or I should say, revamp a, an existing offering they've had when they opened the restaurant, which is a wine on tap. So mm -hmm. they have the Sestra system. With three different varietals in it, it's a keg, um, essentially mm -hmm. kegs of wine, right? And it keeps the uh, wine very fresh. I know you don't have to worry about corkage, right? So um, that's going to come out with the new happy hour menu, and um, mm -hmm. that'll have an excellent price point. Great, and they're good wines. I met with the uh, distributor, and we've got everything set up, mm -hmm. so that's very ready to go. Very right, well, perfect. All right, so what are you pouring for us? Are right, we doing well, hot this chocolate? Is or are we doing off the wine? wine topic. We're going on to the hot chocolate topic. Okay, nice. tell us about we're the hot on, chocolate. We're on winter, so uh, this is a uh, house-made uh, hot chocolate. It's called um, I'm Irish on my mother's side. So okay. this is actually pretty much all your Irish booze you can put into it. So we have Guinness reduced to a syrup. I've got Bailey's and Irish cream. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, Bailey's Irish cream and Irish whiskey, the Jamesons. And uh, again, it's a ganache, essentially diluted with milk, you know, a thinned out ganache. Mm -hmm. And um, 
We're going to try that. And I made house-made um, marshmallows, which are an Irish whiskey marshmallow, just in case you didn't have enough booze. Okay. So we're going to add that to it as well. Excellent. And everybody can try some. Let me, uh, Thank you. While you do that. Wait a minute. The, the huge neon diabetic sign is right. flashing. <laughs> flashing. All right. So our next guest is an old buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. He is an award-winning jingle writer and producer and writer. And I also noticed that he was nodding enthusiastically as Chef was discussing this last drink. So uh, he's, I guess he's a hidden cocktail <laughs> lover, too. But Artie Aarons is here. Uh, and he has written a children's book. It's an adorable children's book. Here you go. Sweet Potato Pete and the Green Garden Gang. It's a children's book. It's got uh, a song in there that you can download. It's got all kinds of stuff. But why a children's book, Art? Yeah, how'd you get into it? Uh, You know, uh, Pete's probably 35 years old right now. (laughs) Um, It was a story that I used to tell my kids when they were babies and I was putting them to sleep. You're what, about 180? I'm about, so, I'm about that. This yeah. is the, the David. <laughs> now, I told him the story about Sweet Potato Pete, the adventures of Sweet Potato Pete back then, and we had a song. I would sing the song to uh, have them, you know, go to sleep to the song. And when my first grandchild was born, my my daughter said, you know, we were feeding, starting to feed her sweet potatoes. And it was like the very healthiest thing to eat. And we said, well, sweet potatoes there was such a connection between what I, the story I told them and my, my basically my daughter said, you got to write this book, Dad, mm-hmm. and you got to make it about healthy eating, and and it, it was sort of a group effort between my daughter and my my uh, illustrator friend who was just an amazing guy. You know, this could be why my kids are so screwed up because I used to tell them the story of Braveheart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I You think that. he's lying. <laughs> no, that's true. We, There's a dramatic uh, pause there, yeah, man. <laughs> that's right. well, I was Gut, drinking some hot chocolate before you know, I said anything. Guts everywhere. <laughs> but why that was it? Was it because veggies and all that stuff are good for you? It was that's because I was learning about, you know, watching watching uh, what first foods that you would feed kids. And it was mm-hmm. realized that sweet potatoes were, the, mm-hmm. were you know, one of the most health, healthiest things you could give them at that time. And so started thinking about that and uh, sort of evolved. And when we started writing the book, we realized um, through uh, efforts of friends of mine that there was he was part of a series. Uh, and, the, and the Green Garden Gang were actually people that came to help him. And each one of these Green Garden Gang were going to be their own book. There's Pete and there's... Apple Andy and String Bean Slim and Green Pea Penelope and is Donut and David in there? <laughs> Donut David is yeah. going to be one or of the Nikki. one of the antiheroes <laughs> that, that will be right. fighting evil Donut <laughs> David, evil Donut, the cream filled one. Too. Oh, yeah. oh, that's very jelly filled. That's, that's jelly filled. That's He's accurate. He'll be, that's right. Yeah, the widower. He'll be singing the yeah. Jelly Roll yeah. Blues. So, yeah. you know. um, <laughs> sorry, that was easy. That was right. easy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, where was I? <laughs> well, we were talking about You're the different... your book. I don't Come know. Hugging my book. So, we, so we, the book came out. We, we, my friend Bob Howard, who is an amazing illustrator, mm-hmm. took this on. Uh, we had a manuscript. He's always dreamed of uh, doing comic book illustrations since he was a kid. And this was sort of a fantasy for him to do this. And then we would go to uh, Silver Diner and some other restaurants to with a sketch pad. And we'd, you know, work out each page and so so forth. And was that they, product placement when you mentioned it wasn't? It was not client of mine. <laughs> um, anyway, so we we put it together and uh, we went to we found a publisher, Book Baby, mm-hmm. and uh, it's published. Uh, it's available on Amazon.com. It's available. Uh, on our website, sweetpotatopeat.com. Well, so the other thing is you have a QSR. So 
that was another thing that was really interesting. I What's wrote it a song. QSR code. Right? I wrote a song for it, but we mm-hmm. didn't want to QR put code. it in a QR code. QR code. We didn't yes. want to put it in as a, a chip that would make the book bigger. Mm-hmm. Try to figure out. So my son said, QR code, you can put it on, link it on your phone, put your phone over the QR code, and it plays the song on your phone. So it's very, it was a very cool idea. And I'll tell you, what's happening with this is that kids are getting hooked on it. They are. We get, oh my God, it's like a drug. It, it, Veggies are it, like a drug. This this song makes you know makes the parents crazy, but the kids sing it all day. Um, <laughs> you know, I feed them some of this hot chocolate, and then they'll sing it all week. I have <laughs> I have schools that send me you know where their teacher teaches the whole class to sing the song, and I have that, and they're all singing the song together. That's so cute. So it's very cute, and it's about the thing about it is though it's about healthy eating. It's about sustainable farming and teamwork. Well, that's my question because it it, it gives some pretty pointed you know, positions in there. So how much research did you have to do? Uh, initially, you know, I did, a, most of the research I did was through focus groups uh, through my daughter's friends, and she has an enormous group of people who have little kids. And we found out right firsthand, you know, what's working, what goes, what kids like, what they don't like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really out of that. Once we got into it, then we started doing more research for the follow-up book, because now we're doing more. So what's the, what's the next book? Green Which character? Penelope is going to be, she's an African-American ballerina. Okay, and, good for uh, her. So, so she's uh, going to be a second, uh, because I think we, we have a story to tell with her, too. Each one of these characters has its own segment. Um, String Bean Slim's a country guy. Banana Anna's a Latino. Uh, we have uh, Carrot Top Karen is more of an alternative person. She's mm-hmm. more of a punk kind of person. So mm-hmm. each one has a relationship, and each one will have its own book. And since my partner is an animator, we're going to do animated series as well. Fantastic. So it's really got a whole thing of its own, and it's got products and all these things that we have to get involved with. But for now, it's actually a product. It's just a love of doing it. We did it for fun. We didn't do it to make money. We just wanted to do it because... No, of course you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about it, David, and being an advertiser, you know that some people always telling you what to do, where to put, how big the logo is. Right. This was ours. We could do whatever we wanted with it and... Which is really the best part. Which is the best part. Create it. Absolutely. And Pete's really... You know, taking on a life of its own. So um, I'm doing readings at various schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a reading at Busboys and Poets. We have Westport Elementary. We're doing a literacy night reading there. And it's really great uh, for, for kids to get involved with. And, you know, I think it's a very topical, um, a very, a very, very germane subject today. So before okay, so, we go, yeah, we, we have to make wrap sure up. we tell everybody how to find the book. Okay, you can go to sweetpotatopete.com, mm-hmm. and you can buy the book right there. You can go to bookbaby.com. Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, and it's all available. Great. Each one of those. A great Thanks American so much, and a great human being. <laughs> okay. Aaron's. Thank you. All right, so we got to take a break. Yeah, right? this is David and Nikki Nellis. We'll be back in just a sec. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, Chef Mayan from the Canopy Hotel. You have created a hot chocolate. Um, it's really delicious. Here. Thank you. That you better not serve to your kids, folks, because they'll yes, be cranked is, for a day. This is not for children. How, what booze is in here again? Uh, yeah, pretty much all the Irish. Bailey's. Bailey's Irish. All whiskey, the Irish. James, all, all the Irish, the Irish are in there. Is in there. Right. Well, at least the three. Right. So you have the Guinness Stout, you have the Bailey's, and you have the uh, Jameson's Irish whiskey. Excellent. Well, it's a real, it's perfect. Now, is there, do you guys have like fire pits and outdoor dining up there? Uh, we will. The fire pits are actually something, you know, I try not to speak to certain things if they're not done yet. Done but yet. that's actually something that's definitely in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a large terrace. So it's a very nice draw in the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, springtime, and uh, we have a lot planned for that. Um, 
So yes, I mean, I say yes. And things no are in the works. Things okay. are in the works. Yes. Okay. Well, just like I just think of like having this hot chocolate like sitting outside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I don't know if I want to do it in zero degree weather. No, but no, no. We have a, like what is it? Five or forty polar vortex or yeah, something like that. Right. No, right. totally with you. Like fifty degree weather. That makes but you sense. can stay warm inside, too, with hot chocolate, so it's Very fine. true. You know, sometimes when we're just kidding around, she calls me the polar vortex. Um, Something ha- like that. Will these keep it hotter, these copper? No, absolutely no, those not. Are, those are <laughs> that's mules, That's just for show, but right? uh, that's a Moscow mule mug. Yeah. But, uh, oh. Yeah, they're not really insulated, so you have to drink that quick. Right. I bet that gets hot. But it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Good. Okay, what are you pouring next? All right, this is an easy one for me. It's just the wine. But just kind of give you an idea of the direction we're headed with the wine list. Mm-hmm. Again, um, we're not getting away from the cabs and the pinots, but... We want to do something beyond that. So this is a uh, Carlos Ceres Rioja, which okay. is 90% Tempranillo, mm-hmm. 10% Graciano, and it's a 2012 Reserve. Um, very approachable. Again, this is kind of the wines we were selecting. Didn't want something that requires a lot of um, celery or you know something mm-hmm. that's going to have to sit at the table for two hours to aerate. Uh, so again, this is one of the wines that we're going to introduce for the wines by the glass. Great. All right, we're going to try it. We're going to you pour that, mm-hmm. and we are going to get uh, to talk with the source. All right, we've got um, Drew Brandwine in the in the uh, studio with us. Augie Juarez, he's the head bartender, and uh, executive chef Russell Smith is on the phone. Russell, are you there? I am. How hey, are you? Hey, Russell. How are you? Where are you? Yeah, where are you? I am in the airport. <laughs> that sounds really Atlanta. sexy, Russell. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I mean, is it BWI or is it like in you know Reykjavik? I mean, which airport? The Atlanta airport. Oh, that's not very sexy at <laughs> all, man. Yeah, yeah, the worst, the worst than the biggest. All right, so let's start with you. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you know why why Chinese New Year is so important to the source. It's just a huge celebration for us. It gives us a chance to showcase you know the food that we cook year-round and to just throw a party you know for all of our great guests and regulars Mm -hmm. and And, so but every year you do something really big and bold tell us a little bit about what you're doing so last year we threw a party in the lounge and and we loved it it was really successful so this year we just wanted to blow that up and do it in the whole restaurant um we invited a bunch of you know, our friends, great chefs in the in the city to come help us celebrate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really can't wait. Okay. Well, so, Drew, why don't you tell us a little bit of some of the particulars? Because you just sort of came on board at the source, uh, like, what, three months ago? Yeah, just uh, I moved here about a year ago. I uh, was in New Orleans prior to that mm-hmm. and uh, working for the Brendan Company. And um, Now you're just name-dropping. Now I'm just name-dropping. <laughs> but uh, uh, moved up here uh Worked for another organization. Oh, and I do want to say that when you hear his last name, Drew Brandwine, there is a relationship to Amy Brandwine. You're related. You're her her brother-in-law, right? I am her. She is my sister-in-law. Okay, right. Yes, (laughs) right. Did I say that wrong? (laughs) No, you didn't. I was just. (laughs) You were just saying it your way. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, So I met uh, after working for another uh, company for about a year. I met Chef Russell, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a great opportunity to join the Wolfgang Puck organization. Sure. uh, And work with uh, Chef Russell. Uh, Love the guy. He's got great food, and and. so here I am. Okay. Well, let's talk about, so since you haven't been with the organization for a really long time, how are you participating in this rollout of the celebration of Chinese New Year? Um, organizationally, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I let, I let Chef do the, uh, do the food and, and Augie, my, my right-hand guy behind the bar, uh, came up with a couple great cocktails 
um, one of which is an old-fashioned that we That's are... That's what we're drinking right now. That's what we're drinking right now. So it's a barrel-aged old-fashioned using some of uh, uh, Bell Mead, which is a sour mash, uh, and then we hit it with a little Demerara uh, uh, simple syrup, a nice Luxardo cherry, and uh, a nice orange peel. Well, Augie, do you and Russell and Drew go back into the kitchen and act like mad scientists and try to come <laughs> exactly, up with... Yeah. Is that how it is? That's what we do over I there. think I need another job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the cocktails that will be serving uh, during Chinese New Year. So we have um, a couple of uh, Bell Mead whiskeys. Uh, we have a sherry finished, a Madeira finished, and a cognac finished. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we did this year, because it's the year of a pig, um, we got an ice luge created uh, out of the uh, the profile of a pig. So you're going to be able to do... So is it coming out of the snout or well, out we, of the we, tush? Well, Where is it coming no, out of? Well, <laughs> That's going to be. We're it remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, we're well let's, let's say there are probably openings at both ends. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You get to pick. It depends yeah. on. I, I will pay anyone a thousand dollars for a photo of my wife taking that drink. <laughs> it depends on. Well, the, I'm sorry, Russell. What were you saying? You have to kiss the pig, Nikki. You have no. to kiss on the, the pig. On the okay, on the on lips. The I'm okay with that. Um, well, I kiss my dog on the lips. I can kiss a kid. Uh, wait a minute. And then do you kiss your husband? Jeez. Oh, my God. Do you kiss the dog, too? Give Not me on the lips. That's grody. Good Lord. Anyways. So, um, so, Russell, tell us about some of the chefs that you brought together. Um, so, Kevin Tien and Michael Rafiti are returning from last year. Sure. Um, we're, so, we're so happy to have them back. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> a bunch of new folks. Um, Joanna from Doi Moi. Mm -hmm. uh, my good buddy Joe Newman from Sloppy Mamas is going to roast the pig for us. I see you've got Fez coming too, one of our favorites. Fez Ali <laughs> from Poca Madre. We love Fez. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love Fez. Uh, I'm so happy that he was able to do it. Um, we also have Rob Rubba. Um, you know, I'm just really looking for people that would cook something I would never think of, you know, so there's a real diversity. And um... mm -hmm. uh, All right, well, let, let me jump in. What, what What's the date of that? Okay, so sure we got that. Tuesday the 5th from 6.30 to 9.30. Mm -hmm. uh, tickets are 85 bucks. They're on Eventbrite. Um, we... I'd give you the link right now. But no, 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 no. It's okay. We have it on the website. Okay. I have it on the website. But if you go to the, the list, you can find it. Each of these chefs is going to be at his or her own station doing their thing. Correct. So right. It's not a sit down, right? right? Yeah. No, it's no. not a sit down. We're clearing all the um, uh, clearing all the tables out, and each chef is going to have uh, kind of in their own interpretation of a specific dish. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the guests are going to be able to walk around, uh, taste each other, uh, taste each of the chefs' dishes. Um, we actually have a small photo booth, so. People can take photos of the. Well, you also have dragon food. dances. Where are you going to put they them? They have that every year. <laughs> they come. They they well, sneak around. Yeah, I know, right? but I mean, I mean, I think I've been there every year since the opening of the source. Oh, well, I've how, been there for ten years every year. How do you say "excuse me, excuse me" in Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> no, but everybody should come with dollar bills because what you want to do is you want to put a dollar in the dragon's mouth for good luck for the new year. Correct. Correct. And are you doing the red envelopes again? Um. Yes? Probably yes. Okay. We're, we're you know we love everything red. I think that's a, a great Chinese col uh, color for us. It's uh, mm -hmm. a lucky color in the, in the Chinese um, uh, Chinese world. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, should be a red carpet, red red envelopes. Right, the yeah, whole tradition. Whole tradition. Okay, and can we talk about what you guys brought in today, Russell? They brought in my favorite favorite thing in the entire world. Yeah, <laughs> tell us. Uh, well, we have uh, a scallion rolls. Yes. Um, we steam it and then we fry it. Uh, that all this is responsibility of I mean uh, 
Chef Russell is responsible for this. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Bar- <laughs> I just represent him. Head bartender's being very careful. <laughs> Line of demarcation. I know, but you're a cook as well. All so right. you cook these up in studio. They're delicious oh my God, and beautiful. Russell, these, these things are great. They're like half gone already. Everybody already ate them. All right. So let's make sure everybody knows this event is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the 9th. Tickets are 75 bucks. Uh, go to the list. Go nope, to the, nope. Hang 85. on. Nope. Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, February fifty-five. Eighty-five. February <laughs> February fifth. Yeah, you got that all wrong. From six <laughs> from six thirty to oh, nine thirty. Okay. All uh, right. February fifth, six thirty, nine thirty. What am I reading here? Uh, I have tickets no on idea. Eventbrite. Okay. You're reading about the dumpling class. Oh, it's a dumpling class. I'm a. I'm we a, forgot to mention the dumpling. I'm class. I'm a dumpling. Russell, tell us about Russell. the dumpling class. That so just... the dumpling class will be the Saturday following um the celebration on the 5th mm-hmm. so that's and february 9th february 9th mm-hmm. we're going to i'll do a couple demos um demo some of our dumplings and then it's followed by a dim sum brunch all right excellent all right so you just corrected me i i got you know schlonker drinking this hot chocolate <laughs> and so, the old-fashioned all, right. all right so everybody do, do go to the source for this event we've been to it and it is awesome fun excellent all Thanks, right so guys. thank you so much thank this you. is david Appreciate and nikki nellis with foodie and the beast we'll be back in just a sec all right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and now we've got Chef Jonathan Tilt, who is the relatively new chef, kind of a couple months. About three months. Yeah, at Evening Star Cafe, which is an iconic neighborhood restaurant over on the Virginia side, owned by Neighborhood Restaurant Group, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. So Why is about, that odd? Well, Neighborhood Restaurant Group, Neighborhood Restaurant, it's a mm-hmm. lot of neighborhoods, mm-hmm. all right? Jonathan... Little background on you. No, wait. First, Jonathan, tell me what I'm eating because it's delicious. Um, so mm. it's a Kahlua pork breakfast burrito with, of course, tater tots and course, tater tots. It's mm-hmm. not Hawaiian unless it's got American cheese in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's Hawaiian's little processed food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, are you Hawaiian? I am Hawaiian. You know what a nui nui means? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a dirty word. It means rainbow, for God's sake. I, I right. do. Yeah, right. I do. <laughs> it's just. Uh, He's like, it, no, it, it has another meaning, clearly. <laughs> hey, baby, you're in a nui nui. All right. <laughs> so, this is. So, what, how'd you wind up? So, you grew up in Hawaii? Uh, I grew up everywhere. Okay. Um, middle school, high school, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, upstate New York, Saratoga Springs, uh, out in mm-hmm. Hawaii for a while. Okay. Um, so, I've been all over. Cooking? Uh, I've cooked a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, for example? Uh, I was at the Hermitage Hotel in Nashville. I was one of the sous chefs there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I got recruited by mm. the Barteca Group that owns Bar Taco in Barcelona. Okay. I was one of their opening corporate chefs. I uh, traveled around and helped open all the Bar Tacos on the East Coast. Neat. Uh, it was an experience for mm-hmm. sure. Uh it burnt me out pretty quick, and I happened to be in this area when I said, I can't do this anymore. Okay. And I just didn't leave. So, and know, when did you wind up with um, Neighborhood Restaurant Group? Um, October 15th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, uh, <laughs> so I was with I William Jeffries for about two years, just trying to get my bearings around uh, you know, the area and trying mm-hmm. to see if this is where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, took the summer off, took off to Europe for a couple months, learned how to uh, truffle forage. and uh, Where'd you go, France or Italy? Czech Republic. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I staged over at uh, the Grand Crew, one of Prague's premier restaurants for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, came back, foraged all summer long. I'm a big forager, which is part of the reason I bring uh, a little little change. So, to did the you forage group. for these tater tots? Where did you I find them? Because those are hard to find. Did you yeah. use a dog or a pig for that? He used an, a pig made of ice. <laughs> pig made of ice. <laughs> but uh, um, no, they. Uh, 
It was uh, mm-hmm. your diet's going really well. <laughs> So here I am, neighborhood restaurant group. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Michael found me. Um, there was a lot of companies looking at me at the time. Um, oh, do you hear that? He's bragging. And well, I wanted, you know, I I really took my time. I took six months off to really find what uh, what you was working. What, what I was, what I was really looking for, you know. Well, but um, Evening Star is a, a a true neighborhood restaurant. It's in Delray, mm-hmm. and it and and which has a vibrant community. Um, so you're really feeding, and that restaurant's been there for how long? Like 20 years, 21, right? 21, 21 years. So you're feeding a community that really loves that space, mm-hmm. you know, because restaurants don't, as a regular, live 20 years. You know, that's not something you see yeah. a lot of. So how do you come in and make that space yours? So, well, as I had mentioned, um, I've been in Saratoga Springs, New York for a while, and the whole community of that area is very similar to what's going on in Delray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked at a place in Saratoga for about five years uh, that it wasn't crazy. It was a small bistro, 35 seats, but you know, no Cisco trucks rolled up. It was a pickup truck with the Mennonite farmers, and that's right. what we had. That's our menu. And uh, the neighborhood really enjoyed that. And um, so that's kind of what I'm bringing to the restaurant Um Evening Star mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, just a nice yeah, neighborhood. You're doing some yeah. of your own stuff. You've got this is barrel aged hot sauce. Tell barrel, us about jalapeno, or as they Guys, say there's in America, all those sandwiches jalapeno. there. Don't let them go to yeah. waste. Everybody Help eat them, stuff. please. So how did that come about? So okay, um, we have that giant rooftop garden, um, mm-hmm. and we also have a little space out at Arcadia Farm. And uh, so again, that circles back to why I took this job is um, they have Arcadia Farm, which teaches the vets. Uh, you know, farming. Mm-hmm. And, um, We're very farming familiar practices. with Arcadia. Um, so that is the big reason I took the job. <laughs> okay. And uh, the hot sauces are um, to help. We sell them at the restaurant for a suggested donation. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the proceeds go to buy seeds. So the farmers have, you know, uh, my farmer and Arcadia farmers, you know, have free money so they can do more planting. Do more planting. That's great. Stuff. Well, this is a mm-hmm. terrific hot sauce. Now, you brought in breakfast burritos. I did. But you don't do breakfast. We do brunch. Oh, we brunch well, Saturday right. and Sunday, yeah. Okay. So what are some of the things that are on your menu? Like, what are some of the things that you're now executing? Um, so we just changed a couple different things. Um, we have a very yeah. cherry uh, French toast, which is a French to- uh, a cherry stuffed and uh, French toast with mascarpone, mm-hmm. uh, Luxardo spiked batter, and, of course, topped with the cherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Vermonter breakfast sandwich, which is a cinnamon roll, Vermont maple syrup, uh, aioli, uh, Vermont cheddar cheese, candy bacon. Oh I mean, it's it's diabetes. And, and what, right. And what about um? What about my dinner? Heart just stopped. <laughs> like I assume there had to be some dishes on the menu when you got there. That they were like, yeah, you can't touch that. There, yeah, people there, love there it. were there were a few. Um, you know, they were pretty pretty open to whatever I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. There was a few that I definitely left because they were you know, crowd favorites. But for the most part, the menu got a pretty big revamping. Um, okay. Uh, I did have a lot of uh, things that I foraged, mushrooms and. Uh, wild chicory that I dug and roasted. So, uh, so for, where do you do your foraging? That's one question. Uh, I go about. I try not to go any more than thirty miles from the restaurant. Okay. Um, you just go to a farm and say, "Hey, man, do you mind if I walk around?" I mean, not a do? farm. A foraging is you I, go like I, in, the in the forest. forest. I know, but I'm saying yeah. you go. You know, there's farmland and there's forest land on the farm. I mean, where do you find it? So, one of the places I do go is Arcadia. They um they do have mushrooms out there that um our son shoveled horse poo at. Arcadia is one of the places I go. Um, mm-hmm. My gardener, uh, he, me and him are working on uh, not only 
uh, cultivating mushrooms, but also a foraging program at Arcadia. Cool. Uh, that hopefully will be. Uh, How many acres? It's like only seven, eight acres, isn't it? That 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 I think it's eighty acres. Roughly, that, did you guys it? farm, or that the whole farm area is? Um, from end to end. Uh, I think it's 80 acres, and I, I'm not sure how many they actually farm, but there's the teaching farm, then there's the production farm, so there's a good, there's a lot of farm land and utilization out there. That's really cool. Mm, it is cool. So yeah. what is your favorite thing on the menu right now? Right now? Uh, I like the uh, chicory chicken. We uh, brine it in chicory that I dug and roasted, mm-hmm. and then we dust it and sear it, and it's gone with uh, some kombucha squash that I got from a local farmer and some house scared bacon for a croton. Mm, that sounds delicious. Pretty good. <laughs> He's like, I like it. When are you guys opening up in Kensington, <laughs> right. That's the question. I know. We ask that every time. This is delicious. Um, this is really great. Well, c- welcome to the community. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're really enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, thank you for bringing in all this deliciousness. It's great. Of course. Thanks for having me on. So, so wait, tell- wait. What, what? Island, what island in Hawaii were you living on? O- Oahu. Nice. Kalihi Valley, straight out. Straight out of Hawaii. It doesn't yeah. get any more Hawaiian than that. Kill with me, man. <laughs> Sounds really All right. Lovely. Yeah. How do we find you at Evening Star? What's the uh, All of our, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at uh, Evening Star VA mm-hmm. um, or 2000 Mount Vernon Avenue in awesome. Delray, Alexandria. All right. Great. Um, thank you so much for Thanks, coming guys. in. Thank you for all this deliciousness. All right. All right. Chef Mayan, back mm-hmm. to you. Yes. You're making us all stinko with this. I stuff. know. No, I have no more drinks to offer, so That's okay. you might kick me out. We're at the end of the show. <laughs> Okay. So, so talk, tell, well, oh, can ahead. we talk a little bit about the menu mm-hmm. there? Uh, yeah, again, it's a very casual environment, so the menu is casual as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, we just started the new menu Friday night. In fact, it's not a, a large departure from the, from the prior menu, just some new items. Um, obviously, exchanged, I took out the items that were not signed and replaced them with hopefully ones that will. Uh, I'm. It's interesting that your last guest said he was uh, working in Saratoga. I'm actually from that area. Mm. My family lives up there. Bunch of horse racers. Yep. My parents. But, um, my parents go up there every summer. Yeah, it's beautiful this summer. But, well. Yeah, I, I used to. But uh, I also um, lived in Boston for many years, so I really enjoyed the food scene there. I went to school, mm-hmm. and uh, so we have, an o- wait, we have wait, oysters wait. too. Don't don't go, go too fast. You go. Where'd you go to school in Boston? Boston University. Oh, I went to Simmons. No, nope, not well. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that you? Yes. <laughs> I may have been there 10 years earlier. but uh, uh, So we, we've introduced an oyster stew. Uh, we're making fresh at the uh, restaurant, and hoping, hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that will take off. You know, people but the restaurant so is like a real shower. communal space, right? Like people yes. can come and work or hang oh, out, absolutely. right? Now, the one thing with a restaurant that invariably happens is, you know, it's not your kind of restaurant where you get a lot of reservations. So people just kind of walk in, but they don't walk in two at a time. We get like 20 tops, mm. and they just show up. Okay. Uh, so we always have to kind of be prepared for that. So although we're kind of we kind of gauge for the level of business based on occupancy, but if occupancy is low, I can still get sixty covers walking in us. Well, uh, so for people who haven't been out to Pike and Rose, it really is it's a it, small city. It's a small yeah. town center, but I mean, it used to be just a big blank. No, it's not. Space. it was a parking lot. And it was a parking lot. I know, but like it was like a crappy, you know, strip mall. It was a really crappy. Never strip use mall. the word crappy and Toys R Us in the same sentence. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I don't know so, why, but yeah. why are they a no, future advertiser role. as well no, that I, I don't know so. about? I hope so. Okay. Anyway, but, they but get it's out a of bankruptcy. For they sure, really right. did a beautiful job out there. It's oh, yeah. just it's so, it's aesthetically so, so more pretty. Going in. There's construction right behind the hotel. So I'm, you know, there's a lot going. Does the hotel have a pool? No, it does not. It has a big uh, uh, workout facility, though, right? Well, it's got one. I'm, I, I wouldn't no, say it's no, large. Dad, but, no. no, when they stayed there, you, no. your dad was talking about all the machines they had and everything. So, no. 
No. Out of perspective, I suppose. I guess. All right. All right. But it's in a beautiful spot. All right. So please tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Pike and Rose, 940 Rose Avenue, mm-hmm. um, North Bethesda, kind of right like up Rockville. Rockville. Pike. Yeah, Rockville, yep. right off of Rockville Pike. Jaguar dealers right across the street. Mm-hmm. Land so, Rover. Um, Land Rover as well. Yep. Yes. Okay. That's where my All car's right. from. <laughs> oh, God. Did you really say that? I on just the air? did. I'm allowed to. Pathetic. Okay. All right. So that's pretty much the show. I want to remind everybody. First of all, thanks, everybody, because that was a fun show. Yes. Including Artie's little You will kid, all but... get my trainer's uh, bill afterwards. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, and mine for the coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so follow Nikki on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can f- list, hear her every week, uh, Thursdays at 1240 on WTOP with her What's Happening update. What that is, is happening? Accurate. A lot is Whatever. happening. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, what else? And follow her. Go to the list, com to find out everything uh, uh, more about what we talked about on the show today, yep. including that Chinese New Year celebration at the source. Yes. And that's all I got. I'm yeah. Done. So we want to thank all our whole crew for joining us today. This was a really delicious in-studio show. And then next week, we will be live in a brand new studio. I cannot wait to check it out. So thank you all for joining us today. And everybody who's listening, have a delicious week.